When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Waiting on the Bonus Points, a fantasy Premier League podcast brought to you by the Herald Sports Desk. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Waiting on the Bonus Points. As ever, I'm here in the studio with the gut man, Jack Ball. Hello. I'm the stat man, David Monday, and Mr. Emotional Barry Cross has some rather sad news for us, don't you, Barry? We're going straight in with it. You're going, oh, we're going straight in with it. Uh, yes, so in light of the news that Leeds United have changed their club badge this week, I've decided I need to go up there and, and sort sort a few people out and knock a few heads <laughs> together. So, um, so yes, um, this is my penultimate waiting on the bonus points episode. Yeah, very sad. It's, yeah, it's very sad, but um, yeah, I won't bore people with, with more details. But yeah, so I'm going up there, I'm going to be covering Leeds United. Um, so I'm very sad to be leaving, but it's a very exciting opportunity, and I'm going. I am going to. I've got to be honest. I am going to miss the fantasy football stuff quite a lot. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're definitely going to miss you. As much as it's sad that um, you're going to go, we are quite excited for you. It's quite mm. a great opportunity. Yeah. Um, if you're going to cover one thing, maybe put your hand over the badge. Yeah. Um, cover that up. Um, but you know, you could be. You could be genuinely reporting on Premier League matches next season if they get promoted. If they sort, if they sort their act out, yeah, it could be. So I could have timed it perfectly. But you never know. You could be a guest on the podcast in the future. Yeah, yeah I think I would, I, would, I, would, I would like to. Uh, to dip in every now and then, especially if I continue to uh, to do to do well. But... Forfeit free as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not the firing line. I mean, Leeds next year could be one of those teams who, I mean, if they do go up, I mean, it could be one of those teams where you always need that inside yeah. knowledge. I could come in with some inside knowledge on yeah. how much four point five defender you need to get. Yeah, go to, yeah, exactly. If only Sol Bamble was still there. <laughs> Um, but without further ado, uh, as always, we start with our recap of the most recent week and we discover who is doing the forfeit. And it's, it's perhaps somewhat fitting this week. We've, me and Jack have been saying for a while, we know that Perrin's leaving. You know, should we should we maybe give him a forfeit for leaving? And, and we kind of twiddled it for a bit and then we kind of thought, well, it's not really very fair to make him do a forfeit just for taking an opportunity that I think all of us would take if it had come up. But we have been dealt a quite nice little situation here because we were able to kind of do that because Baron this week got a legitimate forfeit a legitimate forfeit just the fourth of the season though so as much as it was probably a frustrating week for you the, the fact that you getting a forfeit is still a novelty I guess there's um, positive yes I, t- I, t- I take it with a with, with a grin with a, a forced grin these forfeits I've not had many <laughs> of them so especially knowing you're not going to be having many more in the future yeah exactly and the lights at the end of the tunnel already <laughs> we're going to lose next week as well now <laughs> Um, yeah, so yeah, if we just go through the points that we got. So, Baron, you got... I got 46. And then, um, Jack, you had... 50. And, and I had 62 after a four-point hit, so 66 before that. I didn't so, I didn't even... As we all know, when you have a bad week, you don't really, you're not too bothered. You don't really check. So, I didn't really check until this morning. And I saw Jack had 50, and I was thinking, oh, my God, did he take a four-point hit? And I was, like, <laughs> half hoping, but he hadn't. The thing is, me and you had the same four players going into the last couple of days. And the only way that I wouldn't have beaten you was if Salah was dropped and came down to vice-captains. Oh yeah, yeah we right. both I had Kane and you had Firmino. Kane, Son, Salah, and Firmino were the four players we both had left. Well, I think I think the biggest thing about the, the, I think the biggest thing from what's happened with our weeks, and we'll go into the details in a minute, is it just shows how much difference seven days can make in fantasy Premier League. Because last week I was looking at my team thinking I've got no idea where the points are coming from. I need to shake it up. I obviously toyed with the idea of an eight to twelve point hit. I didn't do that, but I still went slightly off um, kilter. Went slightly against the advice of a lot of people and basically brought in Sergio Aguero and captained him. And that's, he's basically the only reason that I've managed to escape a forfeit. But at the same time, I've actually managed to win the week because it did so well. It shows so. you how important picking the right captains, yeah, though. And you've, you've been unlucky with your captain choices this week, so it yeah. must be nice that it's finally paid I off. Mean, exactly. So, I mean, it's kind of turned around. But at the same time, like you guys did, I think you guys did the right thing in backing Liverpool, mm. and it hasn't, and it hasn't, it hasn't paid off. And which is a massive surprise. I mean, basically, had either Salah or Firmino delivered for you on Monday night, I think it would have swung it. And I think that I would be taking it instead of you guys. I mean, how do you feel I, having? I mean, Baron, especially you signed Firmino this week. Yeah, so uh, are we, are we going to go through the... Uh, yeah, I just, I, just, I just like to say, it's, it's like the Morata effect. I had Morata, he was doing well. You signed him, he did poorly. Firmino's been doing well for me. You signed him, and he's doing poorly. Leave my strikers alone. It's only one game. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, start with Firmino, but yeah, then talk about a little bit about what's yeah, what happened. So, um, well, look, the, the game week started quite quite well, actually, because cause Chelsea basically trolled Dave completely, oh, which was man. We'll get absolutely, on to that when absolutely hilarious. <laughs> but... Um, 
And then I think it became... I mean, we didn't have any really big hitters until uh, a City game, I don't think. So Moyen Ogbonna didn't do much. Alonso got me a clean sheet, but could have done with a bit more, given that Jack had Moses. Phil Jones was, was a beautiful man yet again. <laughs> Nine points from a clean sheet. Um, so Arnautovic and Sterling didn't do a great deal, so I was sort of a little bit vulnerable after Aguero's performance. And when Aguero had scored the hat-trick, I was a little bit thinking it's going to take some kind of miracle to come out of this without... You know, to at least beat Dave, um, and I think I really knew. I was I watched actually watched the Spurs game on Sunday, and when um, when Son went off with a blank, that's when I kind of knew. That I think Son was my big, that was my big differential. I think especially on Dave anyway. I think that was a big hope. And then by the time Liverpool, even when Liverpool came out, I was sort of a little bit thinking because because I knew you had Salah as captain. I thought mm. even if he does well, like and Dave has him, but didn't captain. It sort of it wasn't going to be the impact of. You know, having Aguero and is not having him so yeah I think when, when Son went off that's when I kind of felt it wasn't going to be a good game I kind of didn't really bother with Liverpool game I just when I logged back log on I logged on in Dublin and I saw the Liverpool score I was thinking oh my god <laughs> what is it happening what is happening I mean I listened to that game like so nervous because one Aguero had come through for me barely anyone else had like the only one who came I mean Kane obviously got that goal but I mean oh man I sold Eden Hazard this week and he just completely trolled the heck out of me and to be fair a lot of other managers so yeah. I'm not alone but I was so angry. And then I had then the most cursed player of FBL all season, Andreas Christensen. Last week, he came on three minutes too late to get the clean sheet when Chelsea got it. And then obviously Baron gets to get it because he's got Alonso. And then this week, oh yeah, he starts the game. Here we go, right, yeah, he's back. Brian A. going to score in this game. 57 minutes. Oh no, he's got a contusion on his head. It's like he, yeah. can't, he can't do longer than 57 <laughs> yeah, minutes. Yeah, we're going to have to bring him off. And I was just sat there because I was at home park about to cover the Disbelief. Game, watching the game. I was like, no, 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 no. It was like, no, no, just keep him on the pitch. Treat him for three more minutes and pull him off on 67 <laughs> minutes on one second. And no, yeah. he came off. It might, be, it might be worth pointing out in our oh. little group chat that we have. I did rinse David a little I bit. I promptly cause, disappeared cause from that chat you could, at that exact moment. Because you mocked like, me no. quite heavily for bringing Moses in. He never played more than 60 minutes. And on the same day, on the same day, he got 17 points. You had Christensen who played oh. for the second week in a row, like you said, just just missing out on those sixty oh, minutes. So I couldn't resist the chance to oh. tease you. No, it's, I understand that. I understand. I, for the Liverpool game, I was at the cinema on Monday night, and I came out of the cinema, rubbed my hands together, oh, I can't wait to see how many goals yeah. Liverpool have scored. Looked at the score, <laughs> I almost dropped my phone. Disbelief, isn't it? Yeah. I can't believe it. I could, it's, it's just so shock, it's, it's shock just, of the weekend. You would not have predicted that. And yeah. we always spoke about Moses briefly. He got me seventeen points, which I think if he hadn't done that, I would. Have oh, you did definitely had it. Oh, um, really. Mares and Kane are the only other players that got me decent points. Mares eight, Kane eight. Apart from that, it was a very mm. weird week, and it's well, the global average was what fifty, so 50. It, was, it was generally a pretty poor week globally. Yeah. I mean, you guys picked a, a good week to do poorly in mm. the overall rank, so I mean, it's not the end of the world. Me and Jack, we're going to talk a little bit more about how our teams went uh, in just a moment because Baron obviously has to do his potentially final four, but potentially penultimate this is intriguing. next week. Um, so, um, well, oh, the rooks have been brought in. I, I need to get the equipment out. Uh, so, Jack, if you explain. So we tried to think of what if this was your last one, what would a, what would it, what would a fitting one be? And we thought we'd return to an old favourite of yours. It's not eating chilies, don't worry. The look on his face, eating chilies down there. But you remember when David did chubby bunnies, and you, your face was a picture for that. We thought we'd right. give you a go of doing that. It's not you don't have to eat anything, you don't have to swallow anything. Just hold things in your mouth, and okay. hopefully this, we can get a similar face to your face when Dave did it, which we know That's was uh, like disgust. Well, there's no spice involved. Oh, there is. I just need to get the tomato sauce out of my bag. Apologies. We, we think this is less spicy than what I had, but it still might be a little bit difficult. <laughs> what do you spice at five past eleven in the morning? It's not, gonna, it's not going to be as much. It's just going to be a few drips because this we can't actually get very much out. And you don't have, you don't have to swallow it. Yeah, you don't just, have to you're... swallow it. So there we are. So can't believe we're going back to spice. <laughs> right. So um, yeah. So what? So what is the section ground rules? So what is it? Um, uh, what, I can't remember exactly how I had to. So do you need it, to cause... dip the marshmallows into. The... Thank you for getting your seal bag, I do appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> and you hold it in your mouth for about a minute, once as many in as you can get in. It stinks. Like, literally, there's literally barely anything in there, it stinks. So it's, it's, it's basically... So what am I doing? Just dipping them and then holding them? Yeah, until, until you can't... Get as many so as you can't get in. Oh, I'm just stuffing my mouth, am I? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then, then once you've got as much as you get in, hold it for about 30 seconds. And then, uh, Jack, do, are, you, are you videoing this for... Is, is that alright? Just one dab yeah, yeah, like yeah, that? Yeah, that's fine, yeah, yeah. We don't want to put too much on. So, yeah, so while... While Baron's uh, filling his mouth on his day off, we should, we should add. What a trooper. Um, I mean, we, we've had a few troll jobs on FPL this season. I mean, Eden Hazard, obviously, this week has, has trolled a lot of people. Uh, Christensen as well. I mean, Jack, you've had a few instances this season where... Is that from Kiki or something? Uh, or is it, am I supposed to rip out? We can give you some newspaper. Oh, yeah, go on. But we do work for one, so we've got plenty lying around. Um... 
Jack, you've had a, a lot of problems with David Silva this year. It's been frustrating, hasn't it? When players don't play for reasons you could just can't predict. Oh, it's so disgusting. Now. <laughs> the, the, the re- I hate Basco. <laughs> the reason I've kept David Silva, it's so important to have a good start because a lot of my decisions that I've taken this year have been to not have the same players as, as Baron, mainly, but you as well, David. So I've persisted with David Silva, Ooh. even though he's not been playing and he's had all these issues mm. out, out of football. I've stuck with him because I don't want to bring in Sterling. Oh, to, just, just for the harsh uh, of the listeners, Baron is, is possibly struggling to keep this in his mouth. But mm. that is understandable. It's a very difficult challenge. There will, there will be a video accompanying this, uh, this podcast. He's, he's, I think he's got about 10 in there. There's a lot of gag reflex here. <laughs> if you need to let it go, let it go, let it go if you need to. You can use the bowl as well. <laughs> here it comes, it's dripping, it's dripping. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> He can't, he's trying to, it's fair, fair play to him, he is trying to hold it in, but it, 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 he is struggling. <laughs> <laughs> if you need to let it go, just oh, he's, 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 picking, he's picking the ball up. His shoulders are going. He's aiming, he's getting ready, he's getting ready. Oh, that's a stink. Oh. Oh. <laughs> a little bit of eye, uncomfortable eye contact with the camera there. There he goes. Oh. 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 Sorry, viewers. <laughs> Disgusting. If anybody's still watching that video, fair play. Yeah, I mean, I've got a bit. When that happens, I tend to normally, I tend to normally, but yeah, our producer just lean in and just grab one of them. Like, in the way of the camera shot, yeah, the video exactly. guy. In the way of the camera shot. Yeah. It's, it's it's worth saying that um, when when that happened to, like, I normally watch the videos, like even when it's me. But that particular one, I just could not watch it because I was so embarrassed by the just the mess hanging out of my mouth. It's just horrible. Fair, fair play to Baron there. He's managed to get, I think, more in than me, but he is slightly taller than me, so he's got a little bit of an advantage, I suppose. But, yeah, yeah go, so going, going back to it, yeah, like I said, I, I deliberately didn't bring Sterling in because um, Baron had him and you've you've had him, and I'm trying to catch up, and it hasn't really worked out. I think having a good start to the season is imperative, really. And yeah, that's true. I think next year we have to remember not to go for the differential players straight away. Cause never I, mean, back, I think, never I think it comes down to that. I mean, I still I'm in a situation where, um, I mean, to be fair, I actually didn't do that in this early part of the season. I was like, I very much want to stick to a template in the early part of the season, and and basically, Baron has been has been in a situation I'd love to be in where he's done well, not not through luck. I mean, he's done well because he's picked a good team. And that means that with every decision he makes, he can afford to make the sensible one. So, from like, if I was in Baron's position, I probably would have signed Firmino this week. Um, I mean, in, in a way, I'm glad I didn't. But you know, I would still think that Baron has made the, the right transfer because actually, long term, Firmino is probably going to play more games, start more games than Aguero will because Firmino seems to be the number one striker at Liverpool. Champions League might complicate things, but of course, when Gabriel Jesus comes back. You know, Aguero is. I'm going to have to get him out. Whereas Baron can probably sit with Firmino as long as he stays fit, um, etc., and is still getting games. He can sit with him. I think. I think for me, I would have had Sterling a very, very long time ago. It had I not been needed to catch up because it's an obvious. It's an obvious transfer. He was much cheaper than some of his. He was much cheaper than some other players back along before his price rise like it has. But yeah, being that far behind really does alter your uh, your decisions if you're trying to catch up. Um, Like I said, Sterling, Alonso. I mean. He would have been worth having in because of the goals he gets, and, yeah. uh, and, but it's just if you're, if you're going to catch up, there's no point in doing that. Yeah, and for definitely. me, I've just fallen further behind. Sadly. So, uh, what's our conversation topic? So, yeah, sorry, just for the uh, advantage of the listeners, Baron did have to just step out. Sorry, pick it out. Pick it out. Do you know that's fine. Uh, absolutely, I, I think I needed to do the same last time we did that. We're just talking about you know the influence that we have in our decisions based on our, on our current rank. So, I mean, oh, okay, basically, yeah. I, I was just going to say that um, I don't like that I had to sign Aguero captain in this week because I was very nervous about doing it. I thought he might get rotated. He's obviously got lots Off of games. Template. Uh, it's off template and I don't generally like doing that but because of the position I'm in and the bad weeks I've had and obviously we were talking last week about how I was considering the big hit and I figured well actually I could probably save myself some transfer points by just picking a player who could make that difference and 20% ownership for Aguero is relatively low and when you consider that both Kane and Salah um, were um, besting him in the captain polls you know, I knew that that would be a move that if, if it worked it would be great and if it didn't it would probably leave me a massive setback and Thankfully, I mean, I don't. I mean, I mean, that paid off. So. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine how, how that must feel, knowing that all season everybody has said that this season it's amazing that a previous essential player is now yeah. considered a differential in inverted commas. And on the week you've you know gone for that different, you know, you've, you've paid for him and, you, and you've got him in, and there's all kinds of reasons why people don't have Aguero, but you kind of try to ignore those yeah. and you brought him in, and then you captained him on the week he got the hat trick. That that. that is nice, um, yeah. That flow of points that everybody said that he was capable of all season. I mean, that. I mean, we all know that's why we play the game. Oh yeah. I mean, it, it was great. And um, and the thing, the, the thing with Aguero is that there is that temptation to say he's not 
the FPL asset he was. And, and to a certain extent, that is true because he, his starts aren't as guaranteed. But when he does play, he does score a lot of goals. I mean, when you add his hat-trick onto the stats that he's got at the beginning, he scored eight goals in six games in the start of 2018 before um, the uh, before the turn of the year. I think he was, um, in terms of strikers, he, he'd been involved in 13 goals or something, and, and, and that was... That was Around the similar sort of level, it was below Salah and Kane, but you know it was still top five, something like that. And even yeah. now, I mean, he's got 133 points. He's only 22 behind um, Kane, having played considerably less games. So I, th- I, I think I think as well that when we said last week in the last week's podcast that if any time, there was any time to bring a in, it would be now. Yeah. 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 Even if you go and get rid of him now, which you probably will do in the next two or three weeks, yeah. you still had him for that one period where yeah. nobody else did, and he got you seven. And also, points. it must have helped when you're replacing someone like Morata, who's quite expensive, <laughs> and he's, well, he's not done anything for such a long time. Guaranteed to have zero points in game of So again, that so. makes the decision, I guess, a little bit easier yeah. to make. I think what made you hold back from doing a more than a four point um, actually you've lost value on, on Calvert-Lewin now haven't you um, right? not quite actually I'll lose it if he goes down again before game week 25 which is potentially plausible I mean the reason I didn't go for the big hit in the end was probably <laughs> I don't want to say that I completely just think about the forfeit but it was probably just I didn't want to leave myself completely hanging off from you guys giving, you, giving yourself an eight point yeah and, and sort of playing catch up and actually I, I, I realised that um because, like we said, if there's ever a time to sign Aguero, it is now because the fixtures are so good. He's we know that play. Jesus was at least injured for these two weeks. Exactly. Like I figured that if I captained him and he delivered, then it would probably mask a lot of the problems in the rest of my squad because mm. my squad isn't that different. Like those of you who listened last week will know that I've got. Um, I need to get rid of Richarlison. I need to get rid of Lingard. I need to get rid of Calvert Lewin. I need to get rid of Kenny. Um, I mean, I've got to be honest. Like Ottomendi's possibly on the way out because City just cannot keep clean sheets anymore. You know, Pope is probably going to have to go at some point because Heaton's on the way back. West Ham aren't keeping as many clean sheets as they were, so Adrian might have to go. Mm-hmm. Mariepa obviously has disappeared off the face of the earth. So I mean, that's I mean, even just kind of there, that's nine players, and that's before we talk about the fact that Arnautovic is now out for four weeks with a hamstring injury. So, like, I know I've got lots of work to do, but I figured I could maybe save myself a point here if I just made a transfer of a player who I thought could do well yeah. this week. A difference maker. Yeah, and annoyingly, I was thinking about making no transfers in game week twenty-five because I thought I could maybe wing it and maybe just literally. Um, fly off Aguero's shoulders again because if he bags another hat trick as a captain, I'll probably be okay. And then that means I've got the two free transfers to use between the Wednesday and the Saturday, which means there won't be as many price rises, hopefully. Um, and I can maybe sort maybe do a mini wildcard minus eight four transfers, you know, maybe. But um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm starting to think at this stage, I mean, a lot of people in the FL community have been discussing this idea of. Um, Lots of people have got the, have got problems. They've got injuries in their team. They've got players who aren't playing. I mean, much like what I've just described. And the the, the debate is: should I take a twelve point hit, eight point hit, sixteen point hit if I'm feeling particularly advantageous, or use a wild card? Like, what's the advantage? Because your wild card could earn if you save your. If you spend twelve points not using wild card now, use a wild card later for the double game week. You could make back those twelve points and more by saving your wild card now. So I mean. I don't know. I mean, what do you think on that particular? I think topic? the lessons I've learned this this season are: if you, if in doubt, don't make the transfer. Like you don't take the hits, and more often than not, as was the case when you took Son out for Lingard, sometimes you're taking out a player who's probably going to outscore the player you're bringing in. Like unless it's like a guaranteed suspension or injury. I think if you're in dire straits, I think it could be quite a good thing. I mean, if you'd just seen you taking a twelve point hit and still put Aguero in, he would have made up that difference yeah. by you captaining him, and that's just one game week, <clears throat> and. If you look at most league tables, 12 points really isn't that much of a big, a bigger deal. Um, I can understand why people would do it. it. It could backfire. You know, you might yeah. you might do that and then players could get injured. You know, Sod's law always works out <laughs> against you in the end. But I, I can understand the risk, but it takes someone with pretty big balls to do it, i say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it, I mean, I think the bottom line is I think it comes down to what your team is looking like. If you've got a team that is literally just completely shot to pieces and a wild card is probably going to give you the advantage over people in this part of the season, then you might have to take your hits with the double game weeks. But then, you know, because the idea is that if you take a 12 point hit to take out four players who aren't playing and replace them with four players who are playing, then chances are you might just pull some of it back because people who are playing more likely. On, on the flip side, I, quite a few times in the past, I've had this plan I want to make change four or five players, and it's taken me four or five weeks to do so. And perhaps yeah. I, had I taken a 12 point hit and brought in the better players sooner, it would have earned me far more points than what yeah, I actually don't get anybody in a week. Pros and cons on each side, but I think. It might just come down to what your team looks like, I guess. If I was going to do it, the one thing I would tell myself is that I would only do it for players I want to keep for like literally eight, nine, ten weeks. Because then, like you say, over the course of that period, it probably would have proved worth it. Like I wouldn't say I wouldn't have taken like an eight or twelve point hit to bring in people like Aguero, who you know you're only going to have two or three weeks, and you're going to get them out again. You've got to be people that you want to invest in, like. 
like that's what Jaegersdorf says about you investing those points that points it in your team and it's it's not really worth the investment if you're not going to keep those players. And you need to make sure that you do the research as well. You need to be far more like David than like me. You know, you need to look more than the next fixture because <laughs> I can imagine I can imagine that some people would just look at one or two fixtures and think, oh, that's Absolutely, good for yeah. those two fixtures. But you need to look like Baron said, far yeah. more long term. And actually, um, yeah, just a quick note for those who perhaps haven't heard, game week twenty eight is possibly not even going to be a blank now, which actually in many ways makes it easier <coughs> for the casual manager, slightly harder for the the more um, kind of committed people because normally when the schedule was a bit off kilter easier for people with a bit of experience to kind of navigate it correctly but you know looking ahead to those fixtures between now and game week 31 there's probably not going to be a great deal of disruption so if you are looking to make those hits then maybe this is a time you can do it we've got longer before we have a blank than we expected and of course it does all depend on Man City's fifth round if they draw in the fifth round they pick up game if they Who's get they got? Uh, well they've got Cardiff in the fourth round if they beat Cardiff and then if oh, they so have to, they got in the fifth round. it's because of when the fifth round replays would be is that Thursday after the week. Yeah. So it all just depends on that. So keep an eye on that. You are listening to Waiting, Waiting on, on the Bonus, bonus Points. points. <laughs> so one of the other big questions that we've had a lot of people ask this week is um, Alexis Sanchez obviously has moved to Manchester United. Henrik Mkhitaryan has gone in the other direction. Um, it already has a lot of people. I mean, what we've been talking about doing something that's completely left field, you know, maybe taking, if you want to make up some difference, maybe now's the time of year would you go off template, take some hits maybe to build a new team. I mean, Alexis Sanchez, I mean, personally, I'm not going to do it now because I'd like a bit more time, but do you guys think that Alexis Sanchez could become uh, an FBL asset think, between now and the end of the season? Aguero's hat-trick's perfectly timed because Sanchez is literally in exactly the same boat as Aguero. Like it's it's that FPL legend that we know can go and score a hat-trick on any given week, but nobody has them. Yeah. So if, like you say, I mean, if I was in Jack's position, sorry, we always get back to this, don't we? If, if we were in Jack's position, where like you might as well just throw caution to the wind. Oh, yeah. when, when are you leaving, Baron? Yeah, I, I mean that's the sort of move I'd, I'd possibly consider. I mean. I mean, I said, I mean, last season I was in Jack's position and I probably wouldn't have done it because I remain, I'm always cautious and I always play the odds. But yeah, I mean, there, there are worse things you could do than tear up your team. If you did it, like, like we were just saying, if your team did need, did need like five or six transfers, like let's say you had five or six red flags and think, right, let's just do the wild card. Do the wild card and, and get in the likes of Sanchez or Aguero. And uh, they've got the form to do it. But no, I think for, for the, in the conventional sense, you know, if, you, if you're having a an average season or you're, you're, you're making very sort of logical decisions every week then it's very hard to think about Sanchez at least for two or three weeks well I, well, I am in Jack's position <laughs> you are Jack and, um, I, I, I think I, this might come as a surprise to me saying that but I think I would, before I would bring him in I would want to see how he'd fit into Manchester United's mm. team you look at surely he's going to play he, he might play but you look at Lukaku and you, at the start of the season we all thought he would be yeah. a, a keeper throughout the whole season yeah. but he's drifted off you just don't know how he's going to fit into my new system you don't know, yeah, he'll probably get minutes, but just because he's always done well in the past, it doesn't mean he's going to fit well into this Man United team. It doesn't mean, just like Lukaku, we all expect him to be a keeper for the whole season, but he turned out to be one I mean, that everyone's got rid of a few months ago. World class players have gone to United and failed. Like, two or three games, I think, to wait and see how he fits in, see how he starts. And I don't, don't think, think that would be a bad thing to do. Yeah, I mean, I think the, the advantage is that you wouldn't. I, I think we've only. I, I think people who make more logical decisions, I, I think, does actually include all three of us. You can join that little group. Jack. Jack's a rational, um, very yeah. rational manager. I think for people like us, it would be very foolish to sign someone like Sanchez when the next game for United is away at Spurs. So actually, that gives you an opportunity to watch him in a big game. And if he does well, it's not going to hurt you because um, you know, just having double checked it, ownership three point one percent is not going to hurt you. No one's got um, the only person I know of uh, who's got him is Ben Dinnery. Um, you know, so and, and Ben has got him. Yeah, of course, because he's, he's he put he uh, made that swap for Salah yeah. in, in the season. So oh, of course, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, you know, it's not going to hurt you that much, but it gives you an opportunity to see where he lines up. You know, and, and it also gives you an opportunity to see how affected he might be by the Mourinho bus. Because, like, let's be honest, Mourinho is probably going to park the bus in some way. If he's going to hand, I mean, a lot of people have said this week that if he's going to hand Sanchez a debut, he might have to play attacking football just to kind of make a kind of stake his claim and be like. Look, because we've got someone like Sanchez now, we don't. We're going to let the horses run free again. Yeah. It'd be interesting so, whether Sanchez is putting penalties as well. Yeah, I mean that's the other thing. And this, but I, mean, I think the bottom line is there's just so many questions. You, you like, look at their, you look at their fixtures, like away at Spurs, and then they're at home to Huddersfield, and you, you can just see it, can't you? You can just yeah. see FPL meltdown when Sanchez at home to Huddersfield, home debut, just destroys <laughs> them. Because like scores the most, three or four goals. They're so out of form. As well, and so. The 
the graphics on um, Fantasy Football Fix so the transfer <laughs> is just going to be crazy yeah. the people bringing him in it'll just be like the combinations they'll show it'll just be yeah. Sterling Hazard Salah yeah. like, all the midfielders that have been trying to test all coming out for Sanchez it'll be like that gif you know that guy who walks through the street with his girlfriend and then so then he'll be he'll be the Fantasy Premier League manager uh, yeah. his annoyed girlfriend will be like Mo Salah's yeah. face and then the, the and Sanchez is walking away down the street with, with doing his selfie and yeah. then Old Trafford so like he could easily explode and become a big asset but I think yeah I think for those who really want to make sensible decisions, I think just wait, see how he does. And like I said, you've been handed a tough fixture straight off, so I think if you're going to sign him this week, you're a bit mad. Mm. You might, it might pay off, but I, I, I certainly wouldn't do it. I've got a quick question I want to ask you both, because I've had a dilemma and I've been looking at possible options, and it's not one of the questions that's listed, but I'm going to ask you both, who would you pick as a third choice cheap striker? Because oh, I think that's, that's what is, I think... This is the eternal so many, oh, people, are, so many people are struggling at the moment, and you, you look at it and it's, it's just very awful. tough. It's, I can't remember a season like this where the third choice striker has been so difficult to pick all year. I mean, I remember a couple of years ago I had Odio Nogalo uh, for, um, for about two months when mm. he was just banging goals in left, right and centre at Watford, and I had a fantastic forward line that was just perfectly built with Lukaku at Everton when he was about nine million, Vardy when he was around six, and it was that season when Vardy was just scoring a roof as well. And a Gala, and it just made total sense. And then, and then this year, I mean, I've had I had Ian Acho game week one. Um, <laughs> I then, I then, in previous years, I'd said to myself, I should probably try and jump on some early season bandwagons more than I had before because I missed out on Mares for a few weeks in the season when he just jumped. And then Steve Munier scored two goals against Palace. I'm thinking, right, here we go, Steve Munier game week two. Obviously, he then didn't do anything. Then I had Tammy Abraham. Then I had Callum Wilson when he didn't do anything. And then since I've sold him, he's then done stuff. And then I've had Dominic Calvert-Lewin, who's all out for a bit, and then he hasn't done very well either. Like, I don't know who to pick. And actually, a lot of people in the community have had mm. similar problems to me and have just said, look, do you know what? There's no one out there. So literally, just have that third striker as like Colin Kwana, I think he's called, or, yeah, or maybe Ollie McBurney at Swansea. You know they're probably going to play every now and then. And actually, McBurney's got the odd assist. You know, he might wear his socks all the way down his leg, but he can get the odd assist because he's a big man. But just to sit on the bench. Just to bench sit on the bench. And, you know, if he comes in, then he comes in. If he doesn't, then he doesn't. And it, it allows you to spend more money in the mm. midfield where there's a lot more options. I think, I think there's a lot of credit in that, in that um, strategy. And I think that's. This is a problem I had, and um, just recapping on last week, you know, I was thinking about maybe I had two free transfers, and I was I was weighing up the pros and cons of knowing that Cavaloon was losing value, and was I going to take two transfers or even three transfers, and have like a mini wild card, and I thought oh, I want to want to hold back because Aramoy's fixtures are going to tighten up, Son's fixtures are tightening up, Ronaldo's covered on out, which is injured. I still want to get rid of Calvert Lewin. <laughs> So and, and this third strike, I thought, I thought Wilson had just emerged at the perfect moment, and I thought that was the, the obvious move to make. And I just thought away at West Ham, yeah. not the best kind of fixture. Moy was uh, away at Stoke, and I thought I probably would play Moy as a fifth midfielder away at Stoke. Yeah, he might bag, bag, bag a set piece or something. So I decided to leave it, and now Wilson's away at Chelsea, so I'm not going to do him this yeah. week. Um, and of course, he blanked at West Ham, yeah. and so, it, 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 shot on goal, right? so then immediately you're thinking, oh God, maybe he isn't the option. I mean, I, I think, like you said, you either go the way Dave's just said, and you you go with Kwan or McBurney. Yeah. Kwan, I think, plays a bit more than McBurney does, and you are hopefully only have to turn to them. Worst case scenario is when you've got a random injury or somebody doesn't start and they have to come off the bench, and it doesn't really matter then. So you can't really account for that. So, I think that's possibly the, still the best way to go at the moment. But, but it's hard to get your team to do that, isn't it? People like Jordan Ayew doesn't yeah. strike me as a as a he's, he's not he's only five one, but I think. He's like a halfway house. Yeah. I think I'd rather go Wilson and have somebody that's going to start every week and has a good chance of scoring, or go to Aquana who yeah. plays occasionally and might get the odd assist. Are you sort of does you, you might as well save more money yeah, than yeah. go for Are you just yeah. go go even cheaper? The, the gap that you, the gap between the cheaper ones yeah. and him isn't really worth it. No, he isn't going to just score. go to the cheaper. It's just one. crazy that we're even having this conversation because I, f- I don't know many people that would have ever just played with two strikers over three. I mean, three four previous years has been yeah. the, the, the most popular strategy, yeah. but more and more people this year have had to use three five two simply just because of how it's all panned out. Really, so I mean that's what it comes down to but I mean if you've got two strikers I mean some people have even only just got one big striker which yeah, is why just the next with question, four, five, one, yeah. that's why the next question is so important because a lot of people their one striker is just Kane and they've maybe got Wilson and Calvert-Lewin on the side of them with Sergio we've already talked about Sergio Aguero a lot of people are scared about him want to get him in so it means that Kane Kanezil Kanexil or whatever you want to call it or Brexit Kane Kane Brexit is, is, is all of a sudden just erupted again and um, everybody's saying well look Kane next three games has got United He's got uh, Liverpool and he's got Arsenal, whereas Aguero's got West Brom, Burnley and Leicester in a period of time where Jesus is mm. unlikely to play. Is it time to, to, to canes it and make the swap? We've done a little bit of analysis on our website today, so if you want um, a few stats, I mean, we'll probably mention a few of those now, then you can always check those out. I mean, but I haven't had a chance to ask Jack and Baron yet. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? We both have Kane, neither of you have Aguero. Yeah. 
Moot point for me because I vote, so what do you guys think? I'm, I don't think I'll get rid of him. I, th- I can see why it's tempting, but Arsenal and Liverpool don't keep clean sheets that often. I don't think, I think, you know, North London derby, yeah, they're yeah. going to be fired up. He's got six and six against Arsenal, has games. So I, I, it's going to be one of those things that if you do change it and Kane gets a hat trick, you're going to kick yourself. <laughs> and I just think I'd rather just not get Aguero in and think, oh, well, just stick with Kane. And I know that so many times we've talked about this season about getting rid of players, bring someone else in, and that, like Hazard this week for you, oh. it's one of those ones where, you, so for me, I'm just going to leave it. And, and just ride it out. What about you, Ben? I just think that there's, there's, there's two words that make this um, fairly easy. It's Pep Guardiola. I just, <laughs> like, you, you, like, you're spending that amount of money on a player you don't even know he's going to play. Like you cannot. I, I didn't even think. I thought I wouldn't have been surprised if Figueroa didn't play at the weekend. I just think you, you cannot be sure. And there's all kinds of stories going around about Jesus and people saying he's not going to be out as long as you think. They've got cup games. Aguero played um, 82 minutes the other night. He could yeah. easily play again this weekend because it's Guardiola. And they have no choice. They have no one else. And they've got them. so many attacking players that could play false nine. That I just, I just don't see how you can go from Kane, who is fixture-proof, to a player who is still the best part of £12 million. Pounds. You don't even... You're going to be playing that roulette on, on the, the team sheet. And Jesus could be back in a, in a fortnight. So... No, it's an emphatic no from there. I mean, I suppose that advantage is, I mean, again, it probably just comes back to where you are. I mean, you're in a position where you are just going to make the sensible decision every week because mm-hmm. you have your best season ever and you don't want to jeopardise it. Perhaps maybe people who are in a bit more dire straits and maybe want to make up some ground, it's a, it is a risk. I mean, like nobody's really saying that um, there's not risks attached to it because Kane will score. The idea is that Aguero, if he plays all three could potentially outscore does, it. But does it not stiffen up after West Brom? Have they not got like Burnley away well, or something? It's Burnley and Leicester, but I mean Burnley obviously have kind of been out of sorts recently. They, they, Burnley, kind of, Burnley seem to be almost like the new West Brom. Like once they kind of, they, they do really well in the first part of the season, they basically get to effectively 40 points and then they sort of seem to tail off a little bit. Um, and they've sort of done that in recent weeks. They conceded um, three goals at home to Spurs, which a lot of people didn't see coming. You know, they, they, they lost a uh, home to United. I don't know, it was only 1-0. But I mean, you know, Aguero could maybe bag in that game. And Leicester, to be fair, have been defensively quite solid, but you'd always back City at home to score several goals. Of goals do do we know which game week Champions League comes back in? Uh, it is, I think it's the it's something like the fourteenth of February. So, so is that it comes. Three... It's after it's after those three games. So oh, it's the okay. Basel game is the game that everybody sort of thinks that Af- after back. Leicester and before Arsenal. Yes, that's correct. So. Um, in that sort of situation, the other, the, theoretically, Jesus. So he could easily so. rest if Leicester. Exactly. So I mean, there's a lot of risk attached to it. Other things that it's worth actually considering. I didn't realise until I listened to Fantasy Football Scouts Scoutcast uh, this morning that actually the team that has conceded more penalty box chances in the last four game weeks is actually Manchester United. So when you think about so those three fixtures, Arsenal, Liverpool, and and Man United, look scary on paper. They certainly look scary on the FDR with the big garish red four, mm. right? But. United, I mean, yeah, they've conceded more penalty box chances than anyone else, and Kane shoots more than anyone else, so he's going to have a lot of chances you would expect. I mean, and, and that's against it, like they've conceded that many chances against Stoke and Burnley. And people who've watched those games, have been at those games, have all said, like, United were kind of lucky to keep a clean sheet there. So, you know, we shouldn't really be scared of Kane playing against United. Arsenal, he's got six goals and six against them, we'll love scoring against Arsenal, big North London derby, you know, uh, and then Liverpool. He's got four goals and two assists in six. Even though Liverpool have been good, it's Harry Kane. Home, it's Harry Kane. It's Harry Kane. It? So, fixture proof. I mean, I mean, as I said, it's a moot point for me because I've got both. I, I, I kind of understand where you guys are coming from, but I guess people out there who are in dire straits. I think, but because it's worked so well for people like yourself, it's what's made it the debate. If yeah. Aguero had scored one goal, maybe two, people would still be saying. It's probably yeah. still too much risk there, but because it's Hatcher, everyone goes mad for Hatcher. Yeah, everyone's like just loses their minds. <laughs> like. I mean, there's no getting away from it. It's attractive fixtures, and I can yeah, see yeah. the temptation. It's t- it's, there's something that's calling you into that, isn't there? Definitely. Yeah. Our final question uh, then is, concerns the opposite end of the table, but not the opposite end of the form table. If we took just the last game week, uh, we last week said Stoke City going nowhere near him, and then had a great game against Huddersfield. Huddersfield obviously out of form, but I mean, when you look at Stoke's fixtures, Watford, I mean, I mean disarray. Bournemouth always concede goals, and Brighton seems to be on the on the downturn as well. A lot of people in the FPL community, you know, uh, well-established managers with good records, are talking about Shakiri, Chibamoting, uh, Mamadou as nice differentials. What do you guys think? I mean, a week later, as we said, seven days makes a big difference. Here we are, Stoke City, all of a sudden potentially. I've not I've not seen the the highlights yet, but did Stoke actually play well, or is it just Huddersfield weren't great? Yeah, I mean, I mean, they created a lot of chances, and um, you know, they they kind of played with mostly a similar team to what they've been playing before. Um, the thing is you can't base it on one game and I, I, mean, and I yeah. think looking back at history I don't think Paul Lambert's a fantastic choice in all honesty I mean, <laughs> he, I'll, if he proves me wrong he proves me wrong but 
I still think there are better options than most of the price brackets for Stoke players. Mm. I said that last week, and I still think that's the case. They had one good result, but it's very much like the Munier bandwagon at the start of the season. He had one good game, mm. everyone jumped on him, and then he didn't. He, he went. He was awful, and I think that's. It wouldn't surprise me if Stoke lost three or four nil to Watford, and then draw one more with Bournemouth. I just don't see it's it, true. no matter who they're mm. playing. That it's gonna. There are better options with with more stats behind them to back them up. Paul Lambert's still in the known at Stoke. Yes, they had a good first result, but I think that's more to do with Huddersfield being particularly. Yeah, poor I think Huddersfield. Definitely, um, sort of changes the, the perception of yeah. that Stoke team. I think, um, yeah. I mean, I think maybe again, it just—I mean, it almost comes down to the same thing on every question. Like, we are—we can tell you the risks if you're listening to this and thinking, "Well, what should I do?" But if you're in a position where you need to make up ground, they—they they could potentially work for you because well, one thing I would you say have to do it without the data sometimes. Is I've looked—I've looked at Chibamuting as a possible replacement for. Um, the Palace Palace players injured well, oh, gone uh, Loftus Cheek Loftus Cheek yeah. using my team in injured yeah. that is maybe the one player I would consider bringing in as a cheap midfielder if you've got the money to upgrade that. especially if he plays that position as well yeah. So, yeah. you are listening to Waiting, Waiting on, on the, the Bonus, bonus points. points so uh, we're going to have a quick look at our, our Plymouth Herald FBL League because we, we've kind of realised that we kind of neglected it a little bit this year like we have a league there and we realise we haven't really looked at it um, so um, what, what we're just going to do every week is kind of a quick look at who's in our top 10 and pick out just a manager of the week and one of the main reasons I wanted to do this is because Baron I don't know if you know this but you are actually in the top 10 of our, our having league. just looked yes yeah. Yeah. So, my, my impressive season has translated to this uh, very competitive league of people in this league yeah. and Baron is fifth so fair play to you on that one so um yeah, just a, just a quick update on the, on our league. If you're listening, hopefully uh, we, we pick you out. So in 10th place this week, um, some great names in here. Uh, Luke <laughs> Sturtridge with his team. Treehorn Productions is his team. He's, he's, he's moved up one place into 10th and has knocked out Andrew Jones' team, which is called I Have No Brains. So maybe that's why he dropped out. Brains. Brains. It's not dyslexics on top. Uh, so in 9th <laughs> place is uh, Stephen Lydon with Home Park Rovers. He's gone down three. Ooh, bad week for, for Stephen. Yeah, 34. Ra- Rahul Van Nistelrooy. Uh, I love that name. I, I really hope he's like the love child of Van Nistelrooy and uh, someone from that part of the world. But well, we'll see. Good, good luck with the team in seventh place. Yeah, well, yeah, we will get on to that. So yeah, Rahul <laughs> Van Nistelrooy in eighth, in eighth place. In seventh place is Thomas Rusinek with a team yeah. called Beating Chasters. <laughs> which, if you're listening, iTunes and Audio Boom is not a swear word. So if we could please keep the. Uh, the parental advisor of that beating Chasters in, in seventh place. Uh, Arjun Shiv is in sixth with Dragon Stoned. In fifth place is our very own Baron Cross uh, with Dallas Kets Buyer Club uh, on uh, 1,437 points. He's moved down one place because Matthew Kemp with Waterbucks FC has gone up to fourth. <laughs> Tony Fairburn's in third with Atletico Grandad <laughs> on 1,446. In second place is Liam Gallagher, who I'm assuming is not the real one. <laughs> Surely not. <laughs> that would be a great story. That would it? be amazing. His team's called Barcelona. Uh, Barcelona. So he's in uh, second place, 14-6-4. <laughs> and currently top of our league is my favourite. I actually think the guy's name is better than his team name. His name is Martin General of Akesia. No idea what that means. With Zalom United, 14-67. So, I mean, you're not too far off the top. You're only 30 points. 30 points, yeah. What to play for? Um, I picked out three managers who I think we should consider for manager of the week. The first one is Rahul Van Nistelrooy. He got 74 points. He captained Aguero. He transferred Ben Chilwell in for Christian Sinner, which I think is a very shrewd, shrewd signing. I love that. 4.3 Leicester seem to be keeping a lot of clean sheets. Uh, Thomas Rusinek got 71 points. He took an eight-point hit. He got rid of Ali to get Jordan Ive. He got rid of Son to get Sane. And he got rid of Firmino to get Aguero. But he didn't captain him. And actually, as a note, he's actually already made his transfer for game week 25. So mm-hmm. I think that should be uh, counting. He's got, two, he's got two flags in that team. So I hope what Hart and Artovich and Crestwell have gone. So Thomas Rusinek, that might count against you. And then Arjun Shiv got 62 points. Made one transfer, Morata to, uh, to Aguero. Didn't captain him, Captain Kane instead. I mean, I'm going to vote for the first guy, Rahul Van Nistelrooy, because he's got 74 points, Captain Aguero, and that transfer, Ben Chilwell, I think that's a great sign. Who, who are the other two, sorry? So the other two were Thomas Rusinek and Arjun Shiv. I basically just picked the top three point scorers from the top ten and just had a look at what they did this week. I, so. think, I think my vote would go to beating Chastards. Looking at that team, I mean, he's got Fabianski in goal. I mean, he deserves yeah, props true. for that straight away. I mean, he's got quite a few. He's got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven players that actually got some decent points in that team, which, Aguero, yeah. which is more than most, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, he's done well. 
I, I just I love that Ben Chilwell transfer. I really do. It's just a captain. You see, you see if he captained Aguero, yeah. he'd be well. See, ahead. that for me that counts against him. Rahul Van Nistelrooy not only did he bring in Chilwell, he had the, he had the balls to do Aguero. He had the big Van Nistelrooy balls to captain Aguero. So I'm voting Van Nistelrooy. You're voting mm. beating beating Chastain. I will go for Van Nistelrooy as well. So there we go. Congratulations, Rahul Van Nistelrooy. You are manager of the week. You are listening to Waiting, Waiting on, on the, the Bonus, bonus Points. points. So we are going to finish with our Friday night deadline FBR quiz. This week brought to you by the now recovered from Marshmallows, Baron Cross, who won last Now, week. as I've just said, I've been in Dublin for a few days. Ooh. So uh, at about short. half past, what time did you pick me up? About half past nine, I realised I hadn't been the question. So... <laughs> I hastily boosted up my laptop and hand-wrote, using shorthand, these wow. questions, so hopefully I can read them. <laughs> um, More importantly, so hopefully you can read the answers. So, that is true. So, so uh, I'll just hand over the phone so you can do the sound effects. The power. The power. So we have got, so that's out of time. That's the correct answer. That's a loss. That's a win. And the one right down the bottom. And that's, as we get... Quite often, an incorrect answer. <laughs> what, last week, though? That's true. It was high scoring last week, wasn't it? I, it's it's, it's come a theme here that I always go first in these quizzes. That's true. You've got a lower game score than me, so Jack, you get to pick first. 1 to 12. Is there... Do we, have, we, we don't have... a pen or something? Oh, I've got a pen out. So, number 6. Yeah, there's no, there's no uh, chips or anything that dated last week. Number 6. Yeah. Okay, so... Dave's highest scoring midfielder. Who was it? Salah, no, it's not Salah. What? I, didn't know. I, I, I don't even know who's in my team. Um, is, it, is it a trick question? Because I think I had five points for both Sterling and Arnautovic, so that's what I would have said. Yeah, so that's great. Pick one of them, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, Sterling. Right, ah, Literally, I had a total blank on who's in your trick team. Great question, right? Okay, um, did you pick number? You didn't pick number nine, did you? you picked number six. six. I want number nine, Baron's favourite number. Okay. No thought went into what number nine is <laughs> this week. It's just uh, I was r- rushing through these. Um, so. Um, who is the most owned? So, in light of Swansea's return yep. to form with a, an amazing shock result, who's actually their most owned player? Angel Rankel. Despite the fact he's injured. Exactly. Well, it's because he's three nine. Is it? He was a big four point. He was a big four flat. I thought he might have gone Fabianski or Morrison. I would never have got that. Well, I mean, I, I figured that it was a question because it wasn't either of those two people. And, and I, I only re- I re- realised maybe about two weeks ago when I was just looking at Swansea for a fi- uh, an article on why you shouldn't sign in for players, ironically, that he was still quite well owned. And I think it's just because at the start of the season we thought he might play. He was the in. fifth defender, wasn't he? Yeah, so he's probably in a lot of dead teams, I'm guessing. So. I mean, I Jack, number one. Okay, so I'll give you a swing of five points either side of the answer. Okay. What was the dream team score this week? 144. Nice. That is correct. Stop, always, stop question. I always look at the dream team score. <laughs> one thing we can research last minute. Was that the exact score? It was 144. Oh, I looked at that before I came in. That is the one thing I always look at. There we go. You're a, you're a beating Charleston, you are. Right, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll have question two, please, Carol. People that have just tuned in like, will think, why has he just said beating Charleston? Go back and listen. Yeah. Okay, so again, it's another Swansea-related question. Oh, okay, so obviously so. Alfie Mawson was in the game week dream team. Yeah. Name the one other Swansea player in there. Oh, that's got to be Fabianski. Was it not? Federico Fernandez. Did he get eleven clean points. sheet and did he get an assist for the goal or something? Uh, I didn't check the breakdown of his uh, points. All, all I know is he got eleven. So four points are a clean sheet. Um, two for playing six. Got some bonus. three bonus points I'm guessing so then that's did Mawson not get three bonus or maybe he got two Gold bonus points shoot. yeah he must have got the assist oh, I actually didn't know he got the assist maybe I should have asked who got the assist <laughs> yes you should <laughs> right in chat well, so, one, one, one. Uh, so one one yeah level pegging after two each twelve okay so he's just translating the shorthand yeah I'm just, I want to get the <laughs> phrase in my head before I say it um, okay right yeah so which Leicester City player's price has risen more than any other? Chilwell. Chilwell is now too cheaper than he was. Do you want to have a, a, a stab? Um, Mahrez. Harry Maguire. Point oh, five. he's risen this season. He started season. at five? Apparently so. I thought he, start, I thought he started at five. five. Well, fair, well, fair play. He's in a lot of teams right now, isn't he? He's getting time with a lot of people, so... 
David's um, chance to go ahead. Right, so um, question 10, have we had that? No. Nope. There we go, question 10. So. Attention yeah. building. Yeah. There's better translates. Yeah. Okay, so this is, um, this is based around clean sheets and things. Okay. So, which out... So, you listen to the, the question. So, which outfield player has conceded most goals while on the pitch than any other in the entire division? Um, Jack Butland. I did say outfield player. Oh, outfield. Oh, At least right team, though. And he didn't even oh, listen to the okay, question. Yeah. Oh, Darren okay. Fletcher. Oh, okay. There, go on. It's one of those things where you don't... Because you, your brain's got to think so fast. No, all you, all, you know, all I think when it's going around is five seconds, five seconds, five yeah, seconds. Yeah. Well, I actually didn't... I wouldn't have said Fletcher. My, my next... My brain was thinking, is it like... I, obviously, I was going with Stokes, also because he didn't want yeah. else, so I thought it might be Zuma, but he hasn't played every game. That's why I went playing. Yeah, but, fair know, enough. I should have listened. Still 1-1 one, one, then. What, what number's left? 3, 4, 5, 7, 8, 11. Number 7, a lucky number. It never gets me any luck. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, so I'll, I'll give you a swing of 0.5 on this one as well. So... So within 0.5 of a million, what is Dave's team value, including his bank? 102.9. No, that's wrong. Dave's had a far, Dave's been far cleverer with his money than that. I've this got season. 0.8 in the bank, and my team value is something like 102. So I'm gonna, I would say 104.2 million or something. Is that within the? It is 104.3. Oh wow, there we go. So that's that's, that's yeah. good value. Yeah. It, it, I mean, I've said before, like I'm, I've, I put that work in at the beginning of the season because it gives me the luxury of waiting for. Uh, I knew it was high. It's high in so, you know, uh, so it's still one one. I've got to get a game in hand, so to speak. Um, three has that been taken? No. Question uh, three, then take Carol. Okay, so quite a quite a straightforward <laughs> one. Uh, which Manchester United player was in this week's dream team? Oh, uh, Martial. Dream team is something I look at. <laughs> oh, I didn't need to look at the dream team. Because, because I've been, because I've been, I was obviously quite busy this weekend. I haven't really followed any results. I would have been obviously he scored, didn't they? Yeah, so yeah. it's quite obvious when you know yeah, he scored. Yeah. Well, it was one of the three o'clock, and I was uh, on tweet deck for for Argyle at that point, so I, I had noticed that one. Okay then, so it's two one, Dave. How many questions do we have left? Two you've got two each. Yeah, so you've got four, five, eight, five. or eleven. Okay, this is this is again quite a stock question. So you're doing your research, you'll know it. Who is who is this game week's most transferred out player up to now? This game week's Maratha. No, Arnautovic. Oh, well, the answer is Arnautovic, isn't it? Is that correct? Jesse Lingard. Is it actually? Of course it is. Yeah, yeah. Because people people love to have no patience in someone that's signed yes. before. Um, that makes oh. total sense. I don't know, so I'm glad it's not an outfit because I would have been annoyed that I said. So this is Dave's chance to win it. Okay, I'm hoping that I end up getting the who's the most signed player this year. Four, eight, or eleven? Um, four. I'm hoping it's the reverse of that particular question. It's very close, Ooh. but it's it's quite niche. Oh, okay. Ooh. So who is the most transferred in player from Crystal Palace? Uh, Bakary Sacco. Oh, Dan. Milivojevic oh, the cheap goal scoring midfielder he's penalty taking one yeah. oh, I'm an idiot I should have got that I didn't win my team at the very start yeah. of the season and I've been telling people to sign him that has been part of my advice like, so what's play for so Jack can level here oh, it's a, it's a must, 8 or 11 a must score penalty here eight yeah, if you miss 11 this, this is your you, last you win okay. if I don't do this 11 ok let me just this is quite a long one by the looks of it there we go is it 50-50 that'll be handy <laughs> <laughs> Is it a question about Cub Scouts? I don't know, I can't be shorthand. <laughs> okay, so, um, in the entire game, there are currently four players tied on 8.2 for the best form. In the entire game, there's four players tied on the same form value. Name two of them. Salah and Kane. He seals the win. Can I have a little guess? Is it Arnautovic and Mahrez? Are they two of the four? That's a good shot, actually. Mahrez. What was your second one? Uh, Mahrez and Arnautovic. That's incorrect. Alonso. Oh, of course, yeah, it is Boyd. Son. Oh. Kane. Arnautovic. There we go. I'm surprised I'm surprised Mahrez isn't. But I suppose it's maybe... After this week as well, that's why. But he but he scored uh, consecutively. Yeah, Son, uh, Son Kane, Arnautovic have all had quite big calls yeah. and Alonso just keeps ticking over, doesn't he? Yeah. So is this my final question? 
Yeah, so this is a this is a dead rubber, so it's to make it three one if you can. So if you don't get this, I mean two one's pretty shoddy from both. Okay, so so um, Jack had. Okay, so so Jack had two players in his team this week tied for the lowest individual score. Okay, name them both. Schindler and who else can see the goals? Um, I'm half right. I know I've got one of them, but I don't know who the other one is. Schindler. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm Depoitre. Oh, one point oh, apiece yeah. oh, that Huddersfield oh, embarrassment yeah. oh, man. the tie break is not particularly great it was oh, rushed so here we go, here we go. Let's give it again. you can do it if you want yeah, so, um, so we sit all or nothing for this tie break no absolutely <laughs> no, the win is back that's what winner stays or, or that next goal wins yeah. like 10 how many Leicester City players were in this week's dream team two three one Oh, really? Casper oh, Schmeichel. It's not even Mares. No, wow. Casper Schmeichel. I suppose there's lots of high scoring midfielders on there, so maybe he was just four. There's, there's only one striker, Aguero's only striker. So, as I said, David Monday went to an end, and quite quite nicely, Dave will now ask those questions, including me on my final episode. So, you could win on your final episode. Win, win on my episode. Yeah, you could leave on a high. It's worth saying, I, was, I have to admit, I, I was really gutted that the question about who's the most signed player this week is because we should just point out that it's William. He got injured last night. Is it? Yeah, it's so good. I thought Aguero had gone past him. Oh, oh yeah, this so morning Aguero's gone past good him. Good point. It is Aguero. I have made a little bit of faux pas. <laughs> but I still just wanted to point out that people were signing William before he played a League Cup game and he went off injured for time. You've got to follow it's the Austin rule. You've got to follow it. And, and there are people now going, people asking in questions on Twitter, like, best placement for Willian? Uh, how about don't make a transfer in the first place before a League Cup game? But anyway, we shouldn't we shouldn't get too too angry with those people. And like I said, I've just embarrassed myself by forgetting about where I've said. There we are. Um, you've got your own question wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. It's a good job you think it was now because I've completely embarrassed myself. So there we are. But anyway, uh, as, uh, as usual, we like to end on our stat of the week, uh, which does actually concern a player we've already just mentioned relatively recently. And that is that no mid-range midfielder, and I now use that term slightly loosely, no mid-range midfielder has created more big chances in the last six game weeks than Riyad Mahrez, who obviously Jack has had a little bit of a monopoly on recently. He's created five, two more than second place, oh, sorry, one more than second place, uh, Pascal Gross has got four. Um, uh, All Brighton's also got four. And Son, Hume-Min, Chesterfabregas, and William and... Johan Berg Goodmanson at Burnley all have three chances created in that time. So those of you who are considering Mares, good creator, Leicester got good fixtures, so definitely have a look at that. Uh, obviously, we've got all of our stuff uh, kind of as usual this week because we've got our next uh, deadline is Tuesday night. I think it's 6.45 because this game is 7.45 on Tuesday, so make sure that you don't accidentally start making any chances on Saturday morning because you will not see you get any points for the FA Cup games. We can tell you that now. <laughs> so uh, just be wary of that. We've got, we're going to run our coverage kind of around... Uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, so that it's still there for you from Tuesday. So keep an eye out for that. Um, other thing, obviously, next week is Baron's uh, last episode. So mm-hmm. if there's any Baron Cross fangirls out there who really want to see something particular from Baron next week, <laughs> well, you, should, you should probably rephrase that. Well, okay. If there's anything you want Baron to, to, to talk about or do or remember, anything, anything you want from our Baron special next week, then let us know. To be fair, the fangirls might put off when they see this video of you jumping uh, all this Tabasco. <laughs> And was next Thursday the podcast? Yes, that's again? a good point, actually. We should just say that next week, it was like this week, because we've uh, um, had games in midweek, next week there's a midweek uh, deadline, so our podcast will be coming out on Thursday. So we will see you then. Thank you for listening to Waiting on the Bonus Points. We're always happy to help you out with your FBL team, so if you have any questions for our panel, follow or tweet us at FBL underscore Herald. Nu de Samsung S9 Plus. Voor een genadeloos lage prijs. Check tele2.nl voor de beste deal voor jou. Niet